You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride, take a cab, find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sarrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. The woman accusing Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault is now expected to testify on Capitol Hill this week. NPR's Windsor Johnston reports that attorneys for Christine Blasey Ford are still working out the details of her public testimony with members of the Senate Judiciary Committee. After days of back-and-forth negotiations and a series of deadlines, both Kavanaugh and Ford are likely to appear before the Senate Committee on Thursday. The terms and conditions of Ford's testimony, though, are still unknown. The Senate panel has proposed allowing an outside female counsel to conduct some of the questioning, but Ford's attorneys have rejected that. Her legal team is also pushing for the subpoena of witnesses, including one of Kavanaugh's classmates. The Trump administration is moving to deny green cards to legal immigrants who use a wide range of public benefits, such as food stamps and Medicaid. The administration has officially announced a proposal that would expand the government's ability to deny green cards. The Trump administration says it's trying to ensure that immigrants are self-sufficient and wants to expand the definition of a long-standing law that immigrants cannot be a public charge. Iran's president blaming Saturday's deadly attack on a military parade on a country backed by the U.S. At least 25 people were killed, more than 60 others wounded. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports on President Rouhani's remarks today. The attack on a military parade in the southern city of Avaz was claimed by an Arab separatist group. 
with President Hassan Rouhani speaking before he departed for New York and the UN General Assembly meeting blamed an American-backed country without naming it. He also promised a crushing response to the attack, saying the so-called advocates for human rights have to be accountable for the attack. The State Department issued a generic condemnation of all acts of terrorism and said the U.S. stands with the Iranian people. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. Pope Francis is warning against a renewal of anti-Semitic sentiment, saying today that new generations should be taught the horrors of the Holocaust. Francis, on the second day of a visit to Lithuania, NPR Sylvia Petroli reports a Pope spoke on the 75th anniversary of the Nazi liquidation of the Vilnius ghetto. Celebrating Mass in Kaunas, Lithuania's second city, the Pope says society should be vigilant in detecting in time any whiff of pernicious anti-Semitism that can taint the heart of generations that did not experience the Holocaust. More than 200,000 Lithuanian Jews were murdered by the Nazis during the occupation, aided by some locals, a hot topic in a country which is undergoing a wave of historical revisionism. The Pope's remarks come as reports of anti-Semitic acts are on the rise in Europe, particularly in Germany and France, coinciding with the growth of nationalist right-wing parties in several countries. Silvia Poggioli, NPR News, Rome. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. Council meeting, really the public's first chance to share their thoughts and feelings over Botham John's death six days ago, and also to talk directly to city council about reforms that they feel are needed, that they want sooner rather than later. Now those calls led to Mayor Mike Rawlings actually putting this meeting into recess a little bit before the 2 o'clock hour and walking out. Many of those who showed up want the council to look at the idea of creating a citizen's police review board as a top priority. That body would be a citizen-led panel to review police use of deadly force in Dallas. Now, You don't have to be a Democrat or a Republican to say we don't threaten newspapers or TV stations if they publish stories we don't like. There were a whole bunch of stories I didn't like. I didn't threaten folks. I might just complain. I might say to Michelle, hey, that's not fair. But because we live in a democracy. But in order to protect those basic rights, you got to vote. You don't have to be a, a Democrat or a Republican to say that we do not target people based on how they look how they pray, what their last name is, what their sexual orientation is. That's not right. All right, welcome back to this breaking news. Christine uh, Blasey Ford accepts the request to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee this week coming. Uh, The exact terms and the timing are uncertain as Ford's attorney asked to continue negotiations today with committee staff. It started off nice, but it didn't take long for the gloves to come. I'm off. And turning people against the police, Senator I think, Lee, is profoundly irresponsible. This is why people don't like Washington, D.C. You just said something that I did not say. And what did you not say? it to me. What did you not I'm say? Not gonna, I'm not going to repeat. I'm not going to repeat the slander so, so, so and the mischaracterization. I'm not going to repeat the slander You're not going to say what you did say? Beto O'Rourke versus Ted Cruz. Round one is in the books. 
Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Miss Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, Mr. Elias, and the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is September 23rd, 2018, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best like the man said, I'm Jay Ralph. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this morning. We appreciate you, and uh, hopefully you guys are having a wonderful day. Let me bring in the man who uh, gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the man who is uh, the host with the most, my main man, Mr. L to the E. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I am well, sir. How are you doing this morning, sir? Outstanding, Mr. Elias. Just another fun-filled day in the land of Trump. Trying to yeah. try to make a dollar out of fifteen cents. Thank you so much mm. for being here, sir. As always, you, sir. our uh, resident texter Johnny D is in the house this morning. A lot of people sent a lot of well wishes out to John, Johnny D, and his family. As you know, that they were in the path of the storm, but it looks like they made it through okay. Uh, we pray God. for those who were. Affected by that And of course we pray for those who lost their lives During such a horrendous storm And you know the government's response I'm not sure I guess we can talk about that too But it's all about the Sunday morning roundtable This morning it's all about what our guys bring to the table It's an open forum We do this once a month Where we talk about things that are on their minds And you can be a part of it 347-850-1272 Is our call in number 347 850 You can be a part of the conversation You can hang out in the world famous chat room You can go out on social media We have everything covered this morning Because we want to hear from you Because this is your show What they say, for the people, by the people It is the serious side of the J. Rouse Show Of course, the smartest man in the world Mr. Jerome Spree usually joins us After his commitment with Clear Channel Radio So we look forward to hearing from him soon And of course, you know, Miss Kathleen Williams Or should I say Pastor Kathleen Williams Will uh, usually make Make her way here after her duties Because you know if you're a pastor Today is your day <laughs> You're at work <laughs> So so we'll see you We'll see you when she gets here A lot to talk about this morning I think You know it's hard to have a show Mr. Elias And you're not talking about what's going on in Washington So let's get this conversation started sir What's on your mind this morning What do you want to talk about this first segment Oh why not let's just talk about Kavanaugh man? Why not let's just start Right then and there about, you know, right. You know, the elephant in the room, right? Let's just go yeah, right let's in. Address <laughs> let's address it. All right. You know, this, so, this, this guy's mm-hmm. been lying to the Senate constantly. He's been caught in lies. Now you got a woman that's stepping now, what, forward. What do we say constantly now, Mr. Elias? Now, you, he's oh. been caught. You know, there was some untruth in, in his uh, – you know, you, you bring up an excellent point, though, because what's amazing to me is how – and this – Kind of shows you the difference between the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. It's already been proven that he lied about receiving right. stolen information from the Democrats. This has been proven. He lied under oath. So yes. why are we still having a conversation about this man? His popularity <laughs> with the American people is the lowest ever yes. for a Supreme <laughs> Court nominee. Twenty-eight percent. Why are we at a point? So what is the deal with this? Why are we still even talking about this man? Why are we still talking about it? Because you got hypocrisy Absolutely. at the highest level. That's why. See, I don't that's think so. That's why. You don't think so? It's not hypocrisy so. at the highest level? Nope. You don't? 
Why not? I think that is no, no. I no, no. I think that exists, but I think the reason we're talking about it, Mister Elias, is because there is a midterm election coming around, and all indicators point to the fact that Democrats will win at least one of the chambers in Congress. And so we all know that if they win the House of Representatives, right, we know for a fact that guess what? Trump is not going to get anybody through. And so that's why they're trying to steamroll this thing through. Now, you know, Senator McConnell, this is the guy who said, well, we got to let the American people uh, uh, determine, uh, uh, let them have a say, and, and, and Judge Mary Garland, uh, it's an election coming up, and, you know, for a lame duck president to be able to uh, uh, nominate, we should let the American people decide. But wait a minute, but did, that was a whole year out. So now, did you hear the it's like, well, uh, come on, come, you know, uh, all the theatrics is over. Uh, uh, Senator, I mean, uh, Judge uh, Kavanaugh will set on the Supreme Court. You know what they're doing, and I know what they're doing. This is all about the midterms, Mr. Elias. I, I thought my well, impression of uh, line, Mitch McConnell was pretty good. What, what do you think? Did, did it sound well, pretty good? I, yeah, it, it sounded uh, no. almost just like him. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I was <laughs> Thank you. I can do Rocky but, too, just in case anyone's asking. Go ahead, Mr. Elias. <laughs> did you Did you hear the fact that they they were saying? That if Hillary did win the presidency, that they were going to block her nominations for all four years. Yeah, I saw that on Rachel Maddow last night when she was uh, well, I, the night when she actually appeared as a guest. Yeah, right. So I'm thinking to myself, what what hypocrites these bastards are, man? And how could anybody vote for these people? They and then they talk about yeah. the Democrats being obstructionists. Come on, man. If it's not if it's not helping your pocketbook. Why are you voting for these people? They're killing you. They're killing your pocketbook. I don't get it. But, but, what, but, see, but see, I don't know if that argument is legitimate enough, Mr. Elias, because I'm going to tell you why. Because for, you know, rich Republican people, they're, they're, look, they're voting their pockets. I mean, this I, guy I, I, is I, all about lining their pockets. If I said if it's not benefiting your pockets, why are you voting for them? The majority of these people okay. that vote for Trump and vote Republican aren't rich, baby. Come on, let's just be honest. You've been to these, you watch these rallies just as much as I do. They are not. Yep. They are not rich. Why are you voting for this cat? Well, because this is uh, this is residue from uh, having an African American uh, sit in the White House for eight years. We know what this Thank is you. about. Thank you. We already Thank know what you. this is about. We're gonna make Come sure you never a, put another on news flash. What they're saying. My yeah, yeah. God, this is ridiculous. And and for yeah, everybody I mean, said that the deplorables, I still say the deplorables. I don't care. You're deplorable. I don't care. And those are the views and opinions of uh, Mr. Les. Nah, send you send you emails or whoever. But that's how I feel about them. They're deplorables. <laughs> oh, they're yeah, coming. I'm pretty vote. sure the trolls are tuning in. That's I don't is. care that's if they no tune in or whatever they're going to say. Either. I don't either. Hell, <laughs> I'm telling the it. truth. I'm going to tell it like it is. Bottom line, they're deplorables. Anytime <laughs> you can sit back and, and, and watch the country be disintegrated and not do anything about it and, and, and scream and holler and yell and watch Puerto Rico, Flint, and all the rest of them, no, you're deplorables. <laughs> Well, now, in, in fairness to some of the people who supported Trump, because I have a lot of 
friends, I'm not going to say friends, and I hate fan associates. I'm just going to say people that I know. Uh, they supported him, but a lot of them are apologizing to me now, saying, you know what, we, we just didn't know. We didn't get it. And I'm like, how do you not get it, right? I mean, how I'm do you not understand? I'm saying the people understand? that are still supporting them, Jay. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the people that still support them. The ones who have woke up and had an epiphany, huh? Uh. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm talking about the people that go out there and talk about, yeah, Trump's the greatest thing ever. And I got people I work with, and I just look at them and laugh. And I tear their ass up every morning. They tear, try and talk to me, and they walk away shaking their head. I don't care. This is a this this, this we, We're on the verge uh, uh, <laughs> of something, man, that is going to tear our country apart. And these idiots don't even get it because we had a black man in charge. Is the reason you're trying to stop this? Really? Really? Yeah. These are turbulent times, Ms. Delias. And, you know, just the fact that President Obama is out there on the campaign trail as if he's running for president again. I mean, you know, he's out there. and He's laying it all out there on the line. This is something that's unprecedented. You never see former presidents go out and hit the campaign trail. Now, they may endorse a candidate of their party, but to be out there actively, you know, against this uh, against this administration, uh, railing against this administration, it, it's unbelievable. It, it's it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's uh, twenty seventeen minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rao Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJR's Radio Network, online radio at its best. But you know, so but he, but give me your gut feeling on this on this Kavanaugh thing. Do you think at the end of the day he's going to get confirmed? Without a doubt, he's going to get confirmed. I do. I believe. Really? I believe they're going to. I believe they're going to push. You know what'll stop them from pushing him through? If they badger the hell, even if they badger the hell out of this witness, they're going to still push him through. But if they badger the hell out of this witness, the midterm elections, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to give a prediction. If they, I, I think the Senate is up for it too, Jay. I do. I've been watching think, stuff, and you they think what? I think the Senate is up for for they they they're up for a Senate race too. I do. I think they're up for a Senate race. What do you mean up for a Senate race? You mean the Senate? You're saying that the Senate is in play? Yep, I think it's in play. I do. I believe it is in play. You say what you want to. That I mean, you know. No, you you keep saying the House. That I mean that. Yeah, I'm watching it. I'm watching it, and I keep watching it, and I think the Senate is really in play. And you let them badger the hell but out of this tr- woman and see what'll happen. The women are coming out in droves now. Well, unprecedented amount yep. of women are running for office now. So they're coming out in droves. Yep. Let them badger this woman and see what happens. You know, speaking of the aforementioned, Mr. Jerome is free. He is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. Welcome in, sir. How are you? Good morning, Jerome. What's up, fellas? You got it. All hey. right. It's another day in paradise, brother. No palm tree. So we're talking about uh, Judge Kavanaugh. Now, let me just start out just asking you just a straight up question as well. Do you think this guy at the end of the day, Jerome, is going to get confirmed? Um, I'm actually on the fence now. I, I would have said yeah a week ago, but yeah. what's going on now is that they're holding tight. But I guarantee you, he's either going to withdraw. Or they're going to um, they're going to have to withdraw his nomination if they find out behind closed doors that Collins um, is not going to vote because they won't take a risk right. at Murkowski because of she was elected in Alaska by independent the party that nominated right. her 
it was the indigenous people of Alaska, and they're pressuring her because of the way he, um, Kavanaugh's views on indigenous people. So it may not yep. even be that for Murkowski. Um, and even though she's not saying anything, but if, if Collins is verbal and she says no behind closed doors, they're not going to even try it because they can't. Uh, Murkowski doesn't really have to say anything. They know what kind of pressure she's getting in Alaska. But what about Collins, though? Because Collins earlier in the week sounded like she was siding with her fellow GOP uh, colleagues, but then all of a sudden towards the end of the week, her tone started changing a little bit, especially after President President uh, Trump uh, put out that tweet. Uh, it sounded like, oh, okay, wait a minute, maybe she's back on the fence uh, for this whole thing. So, so do you uh, think? So if Collins, if Collins is a no, obviously, and Murkowski is a no, then it's a done deal. But what about Jeff Flake? You know, and here's go. Right. You know, this goes back to before you answer that question, Jerome. Yes. It, it goes back to what what I've always talked about. You know, Republican is a Republican is a Republican. You know, everyone, oh, Jeff Flake and you know Corker and these guys. You know, and, and so you know, what did Corker do? Well, you know, we need to hold a vote if we're not ready. Lindsey Graham. It's like, dude, what happened to you? But he's a Republican. So stop. He, they are who they are. Like what did uh, what did uh, Dennis Green say, Miss Elias? The Bears are who we thought they are, and we let them yeah. off the hook. Republicans are who we thought they are, Jerome, and we're not going to let them off the hook. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm not moved by any of this because of that. You know, we we know who they are. We know that they're hypocrites, like Elias was saying earlier. So anybody who pretends that they didn't know, you got to look at them suspicious. I mean, I can I can even see right. see people say that, um, you know, like Elias said, that there, you know, people would apologize that I voted for him, but I was wrong. And it, I can understand that because they believe that even though they're racist and crazy, they have racist and crazy people in their family. So they may believe that he wasn't going to seriously wreck the country because he's racist and crazy because I know racist and crazy people, right? That's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. But now that they saw or you can see what he's doing, I think people are um, people are immune to it. So it's just like coming on saying, again, his base supports him at a really high number. His base is 20, 26% of the overall voters. His base is squat. Right. So once you lost women and independence, you're done. So whoever which he is. Yeah, which their, whoever their strategist is is doing analysis on that. Um, I, I guarantee you, here's, here's what will happen after the midterms. That whole White House is yeah. bouncing. Like anybody who was supporting him, lying for him, and whatever, fools is running. <laughs> like a, wow. when the lights come on, as they say, the rush is gonna run. Like huh? With the lights come on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh boy, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two twenty three minutes after the hour. So when we look at where we are with this Kavanaugh situation, I, I, I agree with with Jerome. Uh, wow. 
can't believe I said that. Uh, today is uh, September 23rd. I agree with him. I think he's on the fence. I think that they've done enough political damage to this guy where it's not a shoe-in anymore. And that's why Republicans are panicking. Because remember, you know, she needs to give us an answer by Friday by 10 p.m. Eh, right, okay. So now she needs to give us an answer by Saturday at whatever that time they said. Eh, so now she agrees that she's going to testify. She, she's not coming in on Monday. She's coming in on Thursday, so to speak, according to what I've been hearing and reading in the news. However, Judge Kavanaugh is saying, look, I want to testify on Monday. She wants to go after the judge. The Republicans are saying she needs to go in front of the judge. And so now Republicans are saying, look, we want to bring in female attorneys because, you know, and this is what Lindsey Graham said, Mr. Elias. Well, we want to bring in female attorneys because, you know, none of us have practiced law in, in, in forever, and so we need to get someone in there that knows what they're doing. We know what they're trying to do. What they don't want is another Nita Hill situation where you have all these men right. sitting up on their grand throne, you know, belittling this woman, because none of them believe them. Orrin Hatch, I mean, these guys, they have no shame, Mr. Elias. He's, they said he that she's confused. None. I don't know what's going on. She's confused. No, she's not confused. She knew what happened. She knows what happened to her. Come on. They have no it. shame at all. None. None. None, None yeah, at all. You know what that reminds you know, me of? The, and you what know what that reminds me of? And I, I don't like when people change the subject when we talk about black folk stuff. But I'm about to change the subject really quickly. You know, when okay. black folks get discriminated against, White folks act like, you must not really saw what it was. We go through the same thing, right? Well, they didn't mean it that way. You might be taking this wrong. We do yep. that all the time, so we know exactly what that means, what that is. When you experience any kind of trauma, you remember in detail. Yes. And so right. what white folks have been clever about over the years is they try to, you know, make the case like their memories are yours, right? They say stuff like, well, I can't even remember what time what time I had lunch last week. It's like they start making stupid oh, analogies yeah. like that or stupid yeah. uh, comparisons. So you can't fall for that. Mm. When you experience trauma, you remember it in detail. Everybody can remember their exactly. trauma. So we can't look but, at what they're scared of. Because once, re- once he can say he doesn't remember the party, he don't know because he – the, his friend, I guess, was saying that they were blacked out drunk back in the days and talking about how they partied at this all-boys school. But if she, when she gets up, if she recants her, I mean, if, if she recalls her story in detail, the mood of the people who are listening to her is going to change public opinion, and there's not a doggone thing they can do about it. It is her testimony mm-hmm. that's more important than even his. He can deny all he wants to. Yes. It that's was five people there, yeah. man. It was five they people won't be able to vote. It was yeah, five that's people what they're there. Because the senators won't be able to vote. Because if right. they vote after her testimony against her, yeah. they're going to have problems when, um, you know, when midterms come up. Because nobody's going to want to hear them. I agree with you on that. Let's bring in our colleague from the Jay Rouse Show. My, one of my favorite people in the world, Vanessa May Bell. What's up, Vanessa? Mine, too. Welcome in. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey guys, I just hey, tuned Vanessa. in, so um, good morning, Jerome. So I just caught the tail end when y'all was talking about my girl, Professor Ford. Um, I did want oh, to your say, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Did y'all? 
not catch that his friend, the one that she named, that mm-hmm. was just a party, that he wrote a book. Mm-hmm. And the book said that they were <laughs> yes. at a party. And he changed Kavanaugh's name to Savanaugh. I can't get past that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He, he changed that was the Kavanaugh's name to something stupid like Savanaugh was in the backseat throwing up and was drunk. Okay, but he said he wasn't at the party. Well, why your friend wrote a book and tried to change your name from Kavanaugh to Savanaugh? <laughs> I mean, that's so stupid to me. I just can't get past that. You know what? I I can't get past. Long time ago, I'm going to say before Trump got in office, you would be proud probably to say that you were a Republican. So I'm being messy yesterday at Saltgrass, and this man came in, and I said, you know, I'm bringing up voting. I'm I'm going forever. Until this mess is over, I'm going to drag voting through the ground. I'm going to be sharing Beto on my page every week. They're going to be sick of me. So I said, well, what do you think about what's going on with the president and stuff? I don't even know this man. And he said, the one that you voted for? And I said, no, I didn't. I guess you're going to change your vote this time. I said, sir, I didn't vote for him the first time, but apparently you need to change your vote because apparently you did. He said, well, yeah, I did, and I am going to change my vote. I am shocked at how many black people voted for him. Really? Well, I, but I think it's not I, that many. Still, it's not that many. I mean, no, just, you it's know, a nice enough percentage, Jay. Jay, but, it's but like me, a good I don't know about that. Two percent is not a high percentage, a Vanessa. I don't know what where it's, you come from. It's That's just not 10. high. Jay, it was more it's than not, 10. They're talking about the ones that voted. <laughs> not of African Americans in the world, Jay. They're talking about the African Americans. No, no. Well, African Americans in the world can't vote. No, that's the thing, though. So always take, it's, a always lot keep of, in mind, it's a lot of black people voted for him, Jay. Yeah, but always keep in mind that okay. people were voting against Hillary, not really for him. I don't care what the reason was, um, I know. Uh, Jerome. That's not why, not why he won. My daughter, <laughs> educated, and I keep saying, didn't vote at all with her stupid self, and she's educated with a master's degree and certified, and a lot of her friends didn't vote because they didn't want to vote for either one of them. So I exactly. think that that was stupid. I know how you feel but about that. That wasn't time. their fault. <laughs> not their fault. Well, not if you want to say it's not their fault, now look who we got. It's still not, not their fault. It was Michigan. You want to talk about the reason yes. why that happened? It was targeted. Mm-hmm. So we can't change the minds of people like that. So it was targeted in a small area, and it was about you know ten thousand or fifteen thousand votes. That actually took him over the top in those couple of states, so that had nothing to do with us, you know. So but that I, is I know we reason. have a tendency of blaming ourselves, and I'm trying to, you know, okay. I always try to tell people no the reason to blame effect. black folks for this one, because it, it had nothing to do with us. If if she would have voted for him, she would have still got the same amount of votes in Texas. You know yeah, what I mean? that's why I'm trying to help them turn Texas, Jerome. That's the reason why I'm going over to, well, at least my husband's going to go over to Beto's office, and we're going to get some signs and put them in our yard. My daughter lives across the street. I don't know who she votes for, but there's one going in her yard because I want to help turn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to put one in her yard. Yeah, I'm putting the Beto sign in her yard. Wow. You know, uh, really, what you going to do say, Mama, take that sign out of my yard? What? Really? Okay. <laughs> 
I went and got my yeah, mama. Crazy. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, listen, we we got to step out here. All right, look, coming up, uh, point, we're going to continue point, Sunday one morning. Point, one more point, real quick, Mister Elliot. Yes, sir. This real quick. If if uh, if this if Miss if, if Doctor Ford was uh, all as as mixed up as she said she was, why is she asking for an FBI investigation and these two are denying one? Yeah, it's like yeah. calling. That's a, a good point. I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point to bring up. All right, let me step in. All right, look, real quick. Uh, uh, you're right about that, Ms. Tellius. All right, look, this is a Sunday morning conversation, uh, Sunday morning round. Table. We can continue this conversation on the other side, no doubt. But you have to step out. We'll hear from Johnny D. on the other side of the break. But right now, as always, it's time for the weekly edition of In Four Minutes or Less. Now, we talked about the storm that Johnny D. and his family had experienced last week. And uh, I tell you what, there are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes with this stuff. And so we want to focus this morning in – in this week's edition of Four Minutes or Less of a lot of the African-American communities that were hit by this and some of the problems that they will have moving forward, trying to claim land and things of that nature. So it's time for this week's edition in Four Minutes or Less. We'll see you in four minutes. Talk to you. The coastline of the Carolinas is dotted with African-American communities that formed after the Civil War, when plantation owners moved out and former slaves moved in. Many of these communities have been hard hit by Florence, but some of the residents could have an especially hard time getting help rebuilding. That's because their land was passed down through generations through a form of ownership called heirs' property, H-E-I-R-S. Andrew Carl teaches history and African-American studies at the University of Virginia, and he says in many cases it's difficult for residents to prove they own the land. These were areas that African-Americans initially often acquired um, clear title to. The problem was is that when the original owners died, they often died without leaving a legal will. And then it passed down to their descendants in the form of these undivided shares, in which every descendant could have a claim on the land, but there was no clear title to the land. And so how do the current owners demonstrate their ownership? Well, that's a really difficult process. It takes time and costs money and also uh, requires landowners to um, resolve family disputes over ownership and enter into a legal system that many rural black landowners have been taught to avoid and and, um, treat with a great degree of skepticism. So if ownership of this land was basically understood, implied, but not necessarily documented, what happens when a storm like Florence comes through and destroys structures on the land and people want to make a claim to rebuild? Yeah, this has been a real problem following natural disasters. Without clear title, families are often ineligible for disaster assistance to rebuild homes or return. Um, We saw this after Katrina, where, by one estimate, there was over 25,000 residents in New Orleans whose um, property was in this legal condition. And then what do those people do? The the options are, one, to uh, clear title, but that's a very time-intensive and costly process, and um, there's a real short window for uh, applying to receive relief funds. So if these people don't get the help that they're seeking, what happens? I mean, we saw in uh, New Orleans, in particular after Katrina, that uh, many families had to abandon their land or, or 
it was lost to tax foreclosure. And um, this has been the case in, in other storms as well in recent years, where you really see a sharp um, decrease in the number of heirs property owners um, following storms, that these um, properties slip out of their hands. Have any changes been made to make it easier for people with this kind of property to make a claim after a storm like Florence? Yes, FEMA has relaxed some of the um, restrictions on receiving aid, but um, it still remains very much a challenge. Um, And I should also mention that aside from storms, Ayers properties have long remained highly vulnerable to loss um, from land speculators who are able to exploit some of the legal vulnerabilities that um, these properties have to acquire them um, via what are known as partition sales. And that still remains a real problem um, and has been instrumental in the loss of black-owned land over the last several decades throughout the South. Do you expect that victims of Hurricane Florence who have heirs property are going to have any easier time than the victims of Hurricane Katrina did more than 10 years ago? I'm encouraged by the number of organizations that have proliferated across the South that are working on behalf of heirs property owners in clearing title. There's a national network of, of organizations that have worked really to help draw attention to this issue and also to help assist families in these moments of need. And um, I'm sure right now that they are getting a lot of claims um, from homeowners who are concerned about both receiving um, assistance and being able to hold on to their land in the weeks and months after the storm. Andrew Carl teaches history and African-American studies at the University of Virginia. He wrote the book, The Land Was Ours, How Black Beaches Became White Wealth in the Coastal South. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You don't have to be a Democrat or a Republican to say we don't threaten newspapers or TV stations if they publish stories we don't like. There were a whole bunch of stories I didn't like. I didn't threaten folks. I might just complain. I might say to Michelle, hey, that's not fair. President Barack Obama on the campaign trail in Pennsylvania. Missed that guy. Welcome back in 347 is 37 minutes after the hour. Listen to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, our resident texter Johnny D has checked in on, on the Kavanaugh situation. He says, first, thank you for the support and prayers. Also, Jay, great impression of Mitch McConnell. Thank you, Hawk. Don't let us find out that you're undercover. Uh-uh. Okay, I must agree with Mr. Elias. Unless Kavanaugh removes himself from the process, he will be confirmed. In my opinion, you had more incriminating evidence against Clarence Thomas, and he was elected. We must be mindful there are still two committee members remaining on the Oversight Committee. This is an opportunity to flip the court, and Trump and his regime will stay the course. Don't forget about Trump's comment about his sexual assaulting women, and he was elected to office. And that's a good point he brought up, because that's something I've been talking to friends about. Um, you know, when you this guy admitted on the Howard Stern show that he would walk into a room where there were underage girls dressing. And he would just walk mm-hmm. around. Oh, I could do that because I was ahead of the pageant. You had like over 20 women who have accused him of sexual assault. But yet and still, he still sits at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So, you know, 
listen, I agree with Jerome. I think that, you know, this guy getting uh, confirmed is on the fence now, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes through. I, I mean, I just wouldn't be surprised uh, if this guy gets confirmed. What'd you say, Vanessa? He's going to get confirmed. Because that mm-hmm. man already I don't think stated. I don't think that's I, see I don't think that's a for sure thing anymore. Wait, I wait, I don't wait, think. Wait, wait. Only people who are not gonna the only people who we might have that will vote and I'm upset with them if they do not vote against this would be those two ladies. Those two ladies right. are the only ones. The men the men are going to vote for Kavanaugh. The man has. Oh, I have no doubt about they're that. They're going to push this through. So, so he's gonna. The only chance we got of him not getting confirmed is those two women on the court. I Why even Blake went on one of their Facebook pages. I went on one of them Facebook pages and told them that they needed to do what was right and not what was for the party. <laughs> I sure did. Well, uh, so I guess they're gonna find uh, me down uh, well. and come talk to me. <laughs> so, Jay, well, you're it's okay. Right. They can I find you. Say, I'm agreeing with you. I believe he's going to get confirmed, and the only hope we have of him not getting confirmed is the two women. Yeah. They don't get well, I agree. Well, 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 you know what they say. Uh, that's my new motto. You know, the Republicans are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. That's exactly who they are. So I'm going to have to find that clip and play that clip during the show. I know I have it in here somewhere. Well, they're going to let them off the hook. That great. man said they're going to go for it. That's what he should then said. We're going for it. Absolutely. All right, it's the Sunday morning roundtable. Uh, every Sunday morning we uh, have a conversation. I mean, every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning we do have a conversation, but every month we have the Sunday morning roundtable. Real quick, though, uh, I'm getting messages saying that folks can't get in the chat room, saying that it's taking them to some type of website called My Radio Access. Um, I assume the chat room's open. I can't understand why you can't get in it. You know, I keep telling people we are not the technical support for, you know, Blog Talk Radio, which that's where this broadcast originates. Now, I know people who listen throughout the week and listen on on various websites. I know most of our listeners probably come from a place called uh, Player FM. I know they listen there. So I'm not sure why you can't get into the chat room. However, uh, if you go to one of these other websites, Player um, uh, Player FM, Blog Talk Radio, uh there are quite a few that uh, that we monitor. And here's something. See, so what I, what I've done, I was able to find this program a few years back, and I can't figure out how to do it again. But this program goes out, and it follows. I listed all these websites at the time that I wanted to monitor throughout the course of the show. So I can go to one spot, and it throws all the information in. But I can't remember all the websites that I listed. So. Unfortunately, I know you can at least go to Black Talk Radio. I know there's a couple of more you can go to, and we're monitoring those comments. So I apologize. I'm not sure why you can't get in. Uh, but just keep trying. But if you can hear the show, that's the most important thing. So, you know, other people will comment for you, but uh, we'd love to hear from you if you can get into the World Famous chat room. Or you can call in 347-850-1272 and listen through the switchboard. All right, so, Jerome, uh, second set, what's on your mind, sir? What do you want to talk about? Oh man, you would you would um, put me up for a second set. Let me see. What am I thinking? <laughs> oh, I can take. I can take it. <laughs> you take it. I can take it. Okay, I can take it. Go ahead. All right. Listen. Well, let's talk about let's talk about uh, 
this whole thing with this happening in Texas. Because Jerome, I mean, because uh, 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 Vanessa, for the first time in a long time, uh, matter of fact, in a quarter century to be exact, there's a possibility that Texas can be turned blue. Now, I think at the end of the day, it's all about name recognition. I think Ted Cruz will win. I really believe that uh, in my heart of hearts. Uh, but from an overall, from the overall strategic battle, uh, from from the from the from from the overall, uh, when we look at it from a the midterms in general, what what's happening in Texas? Because this race is so close, Mr. Elias, it's forcing the GOP to spend money here, where they had no plans on spending money. Because Ted Cruz is in a tight race. Now think about this. A few years back, Ted Cruz had, he was a man without a home. Republicans hated his behind. Democrats hated his behind. Remember remember when uh, Lindsey Graham said, you know, someone could shoot Ted Cruz on the Senate floor and nobody would give a damn. That's how unpopular <laughs> he was. So now he's aligned himself with, you know, the folks who he railed against to actually become the senator from Texas. But he's in, he's in a little bit of trouble. And I went back and looked at that debate. He lost that debate, if you ask me. This young guy is really putting pressure on him. So, and he's down think, in the polls? Who? When I looked at the polls, they said he was uh, that, um, that Ted Cruz was down. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's you know, but see, it's all about you have to take the average of the polls, right? Because in one poll he was up by nine, then there was another poll he was down by two. So you just don't know. And then again, after what they happened in 2016, I don't trust no damn polls anyway. What you say, Vanessa? Yeah, that's true. They called it a tie on the news right up that happened in Houston. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Yeah. A lot of folks who, a, a lot of these uh, uh, groups that. You know, make a predictions on uh, on races across the country. It, it for the lo- for, for the for the longest, Texas was uh, lean right, but officially they changed it this week to a toss up, Jerome. So now, yeah, let me let me tell you of, why that happened. Now you said, but, but but you said something that I want want you to to, to to expound on a little bit. You talked about earlier. You said you think Democrats are going to win the Senate. Is this what's happening here in Texas? Is that one of the reasons why you made that prediction, or is there something else out there that you see a no. pathway for Democrats to control both houses? No, it, it has nothing to do. With why I said that has nothing to do with this. I think people do analysis okay. wrong, right? And so, okay, when you look at the climate that you're in, they're just playing uh-huh. into who, like you said earlier, who we know that they are. So when you take that right. into factor and know that it was a pendulum swing because Hillary was out there and people had resentment against Obama kind of stuff doing <clears throat> at, at some point where the Democrats didn't fully back Obama doing their midterms. So the base of people who came out wasn't just Republicans, but it was independents who normally vote during the um, off-year elections. So Democrats normally mm-hmm. kind of fall off, you know, in a big way. But if you look at all of the special elections that happened this year and last year, they, uh, most of the Democratic turnout was in equal or record numbers to regular presidential races. The special elections were. So the problem is in polling is they don't poll black people. 
So the reason that they're confused on television is because they're saying, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. Even though they're watching this happen right in front of their eyes. Because they're mm-hmm. in denial about the fact that you cannot, the more you have younger people and black people into the uh, electorate as a pool, you can't treat them like the base standard that you always treated white folks like over the last couple hundred years. And they have no other models to go off of because that's how they think. So unless you change the paradigm on how somebody thinks, then technically they can't see the stuff coming. This is usually why when I do analysis, whether it's on the show or not, or on clear channels, or if I'm doing a campaign, people would come to me and say, how do you know this and nobody else does? It's not that it's not easily, that you can easily, you can't easily see it. It's because people like to think like old white people. And they do their analysis mm-hmm. off that, no matter how young that they are, not how, no matter how young they are. So if you look at somebody like Chuck Todd, who's pretty doggone racist, seems to be liberal because he don't like Trump. So they pendulum swings and think that Chuck Todd's um, analysis is balanced, like he's liberal. But if you remember how he was treating President Obama, he was one of the first ones who kept saying, well, what about this birth thing? Right? We all knew that that was stupid and it was nonsense. So it just shows their inability to see outside of themselves. They keep falling back to their own comfort zone. It's difficult to do analysis when it comes to populations that they have no clue of and that they don't understand. They can only deal with black people who are bilingual enough to deal with them. It really comes down to seeing how young people vote or how minorities vote or whatever. They have no clue. So they can't see somebody like Stacey Abrams in Georgia. They don't know why... Gilliam did what he did. They don't know why Ortiz did what she did in Queens, and they do not know why that woman in Connecticut can't remember her name. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to say that woman. Um, I can't think of her name. From but, Michigan? No, the, the, in Connecticut. She, oh, she took, uh, yeah. She took, uh, wait, wait. There was she one took uh, Kennedy, the one that Kennedy was, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. The Kennedy wow. seat, right? And they were right. like, oh, Surprises first African American women. It's like y'all can't see this coming. Even even in Florida, Florida national polls never had Gilliam past three. They right? did polling, and he beat both of them. <laughs> he's winning. Yes. Cannot, yeah, he's winning. He's winning big time. Yeah, yeah he's right. winning big time right now. Yeah. And, it, and it's yeah. The, it's the reason why that this show is important, and I'm so hard on us getting sidetracked on. Um, Doing analysis based upon bad analysis is because somebody has to change the paradigm on how to see, how you're supposed to watch news, how you're supposed to interpret. Don't let those fools on TV interpret your reality because they're trying to shape your reality more than they're reflecting it. So they keep trying to change it back. They want it to be as conservative as it, as it was. They want it to be as white as it was. They can't think outside of their own own perspective. We as black folks, I know what you're thinking, if you're listening to the show as a, whatever, as a troll, you're thinking, I probably can't see our being black, how white folks are. But the truth is, black people have to be bilingual. It is the land that we grow up in. We are not mm-hmm. successful, and we don't even integrate in job, in job interviews unless we figure out how you think so that we can get, get work. Black people are naturally bilingual if they deal with white folks. But we don't look at that as a skill. But they don't know black folks work squat. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's nine minutes before the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side. It's the Sunday morning roundtable where we talk about topics. And so, Vanessa, let me swing around to you because I know you, you're going to check out here because you know you got to get your praise on. But 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 so so you talked about uh, we talked about what's going on between Cruz and uh, I cannot. How do you pronounce his last name? Is it oh? How do you say it? O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Beta O'Rourke. 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 Okay. Okay. O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Okay. All right. And and um, you know he has taken it to the grassroots level. So now let me ask you a question, Vanessa. Do you think now that the National Party is involved, do you think that's going to help or hurt him? Because you know one of the things I always talk about are these Hollywood liberals, and now that he is showing up, he you know he was on one of the talk shows, late night talk shows uh, in the last couple of weeks. He's he's getting national attention. Do you think that's going to harm or hurt his hurt his efforts? I mean, harm or help his effort, efforts, I should say. You talking about O'Rourke? Yeah. I think it's going to help. I think it's going to help, and I think that if the young kids might not look at the news, but they do see Facebook videos. They do see uh, these talk shows that come on at 10 o'clock at night. Some people record them and go back and look at them. I think that it is because did you see what his major question was? It was about the flag and what he thought about black people standing or kneeling for the flag. And did you see what uh, Cruz craziness said? So I think that the black people, it's going to get the black kids out possibly because he is behind the African-Americans not standing but kneeling. He's for it. And it was a part of the debate the other day. And then somebody cut the clip. And on Facebook, and I think I sent it to Les, so I shared it on Les' mm-hmm. page. Yep. He's talking about black people, how we're being mistreated by police, and Cruz is sitting up there saying, ain't none of that true. So I think he's got the attention of the young people, Jay. I really do. It's all over Facebook. And I'm, I am constantly sharing it. I've told my friends to share it. But now I'm seeing the young people at the job that I work at are starting to share it. So if the young people are starting to share, that means that somebody's paying attention. And they're not they they're not looking at CNN or MSNBC or any of that, Jay, but they are looking at some opening monologues of these talk shows that come on at 10 o'clock at night, and they are looking at the video clips on Facebook. And I think that man has a good, good shot at getting in there. He's got a good shot because he's got crew scared. Crew's scared. Uh, yeah, he is because he's wishing out to Donald Trump. <laughs> Jay, so, I drive in Maryland. Jay, I've been driving in Maryland. That's where my doctor's office stuff is. Some of them are in Maryland, Jay. And some of they, those signs are everywhere up Braidswood in the Maryland area. I told Bob, I said, isn't this a ritzy Jewish-like area or whatever? Bob said, yeah. And they got award signs in their yard. Yeah, I just uh, saw something, though, that flashed across on uh, AM Joyce saying that there's a Quinnipiac poll out there that says that Cruz is up 54 to 45. Uh, so, I, but, that, but that poll usually leans, leans right, right, Jerome? That, that uh, Quinnipiac poll? Yeah. That poll yeah. usually uh, leans right, right? Yeah, it's a college, um, it's a college in New York, in New York State. But Quinnipiac, they, they, they do a phone, they do a, they do a phone survey. And so, oh, okay. you know, like I said, they call what they do, they, well, what they do, though, Vanessa, is they take it off of who's 
the normal people who respond to surveys are, and it's usually conservative people. And if you know like I know, black people, black people will not tell you the truth. Matter of fact, they won't respond and they won't tell you the truth. So if you blood somebody black at a grocery store, it's not that black people lie. Black people don't want to be bothered with you. So you can't randomly stop black people like, who are you voting for? And you be like, what's my option? Okay, then. They're going to they're gonna tell you anything where they know they're not going to vote for whomever. So when you do polling, you have to be careful of polling because it depends on how you ask the question. I've seen many of polls and sat down with posters and written the questions, but I know it's how you write the question is what the response is. So since it's Texas, they're going to play towards the conservatives. So even though they're going to randomly poll, they're going to undercount um, Mexicans, they're going to undercount black folks, and they're really not going to represent women. And, you know, all the women in Texas, white females, are going to be conservative. They are um, hemorrhaging women voters. So yeah. the people who they normally call with landlines are going to probably be more conservative. I would be concerned if I worked on that guy's campaign and somebody told me, oh, that was the numbers that we have. I'd be like, you're going to lose. <laughs> like, that would be my response to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? So we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, with this whole thing. Vanessa, I know you were trying to say something. Uh, go ahead. I, I'm sorry we were talking over you. What were you trying to say? Well, you said on Joy, and I was asking you, since you're looking at it, did you see what was going across the screen on Joy where they said that Sessions tried to resign? Again? He turned in his resignation. No, I, I didn't see that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, and it was going across again. Joy's screen. Where well, he was yeah, on the yeah. station, <laughs> and somebody well, went and got it, and he was getting in his car. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Tried to resi- but he took it and got it back from him. Yeah. If Sessions tries to resign, see, Sessions knows this. There, here's a couple things that Sessions knows. Sessions was inside of Trump's campaign. He knows how far Mueller is going. He can't cut a deal to make himself not complicit unless he's not on staff anymore, right? So he is eventually going to have to get out of there so that Mueller cuts a deal before he brings charges against those guys on that campaign. Mm. Sessions was in that. That's why he had to recuse himself to begin with. He knew about that Russian meeting. They already said that he nodded affirming when um, Trump was in the room that – Papadopoulos or the other guy said that they were meeting with Russians, and he was like, okay. They both affirmed that. They know Mueller has that. So you don't know what else stuff that Sessions is getting. If he abruptly resigns today, he knows something's coming down the pipe that he can't stop. And he, that old man is not going to jail. Y'all can, y'all can believe anything you want to. He don't like Trump. Trump's been selling him out. He ain't getting no pardon. So he's going to get out. As fast as you can to cut the deal that he needs to cut to be able to save jail time for himself. He's, he already purged himself in the hearings twice. Yeah, he did. Apparently that, apparently that don't really mean anything. I mean, that's my point. I mean, these people lie on their oath. I mean, when you, I was looking at someone who put together a compilation of, uh, of uh, how many times, you know, Jeff Sessions says, I do not remember. I mean, if he was in a court of law, I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, what the hell? I mean, I, th- this whole thing is, is comical to me, man. And, and, 
That dude ain't gonna uh-huh. take no chances. You're talking special. I'm saying the difference between lying to Congress and special. Oh counsel, yeah, 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 yeah. Jail time. Still lying to know. You look at 72 people who went to jail during Reagan, or 77 or something. Like they don't play when it comes to this part because he can't control it. And once they kick down his campaign stuff to the state court, because what <clears throat> Mueller? I'm sorry for rambling, but I really need to get this in. What they have done on the Mueller side, which is slightly being reported under the radar, is that just in case Mueller gets fired, he's given the evidence to state attorney generals. So whatever state has that information on campaign violations, those won't roll up to federal charges. And if Sessions found out that his stuff rolled to New York State in particular, he is gone. Because I guarantee you, as soon as they fire them and they mix up states, New York State is going to file charges because New York State is holding back because they have the Mueller investigation going on. But they have the evidence at the mm. state level. There is something coming <laughs> down the that that dude can see coming. Yeah, he would. He's right there. He could definitely see something coming down the damn pike. All right, coming up next, uh, as we continue the Sunday morning roundtable, talking about topics that, from the mind of our panelists, we will hear from. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree. He's had a whole set to think about what he wants to talk about. It's a beautiful day. Hope you guys are having a great day as well. We'll be right back. This is a message for all you teenagers out there who are thinking of becoming babysitters. Go online and take the Babysitting Basics course offered by the Red Cross. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the bandages? You learn how to handle situations like this. It should have never come to this. More importantly, how to avoid them. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the fire extinguisher? This is Kathleen. Please, I'm begging you, take the course. She had to go to the store. I guess I'll be okay. You'll learn how to take care of kids, even infants. This is not how Mom does it. I'm begging you. Go online and take this course. The Red Cross offers classes that teach the basics of babysitting. In just a few hours, you'll learn how to handle an emergency. The basics of child care and how to talk to the parents if something should go wrong. Take the course. Go to redcross.org slash babysitting and register today.
It started off nice, but it didn't take long for the gloves to come off. And turning people against the police, Senator, I think is profoundly irresponsible. This is why people don't like Washington, D.C. You just said something that I did not say. What did you not say? You attributed it to me. What did you not say? I'm not going to repeat... I'm not going to repeat the slander so, so what and mischaracterization. I'm not going to repeat the slander You're not going to say what you did say? Beth O'Rourke versus Ted Cruz, round one, is in the book. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. It's the serious side of the J-Round Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best to say good morning to our panelists and say good morning to the very lovely Vanessa May Bell. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning. Good morning. Let's also say good morning to the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome. What's up, Jerome? How are you doing? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? Outstanding, sir. The man against the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some people in the world-famous chat room, sir? Uh, it's not that many, Jay, but we got guests in there, and then Corvina Man was in there. Okay, all right. Yeah, people are saying they can't get in. That's okay. All right, let me say hello to some folks out there in social media land as well. What's up, Teresa? What's up, Kev? Andy, what's happening to you? Al is in the house. Uh, Mick, uh, Pastor Stephen Jones is in the house. Oh, Mariana Music is here uh, saying uh, hello. Ah, that's a surprise. Uh, Mick, just a lot of people checking in. Kevin, a lot of folks checking in. Mike, geez, a lot of folks. Jeff? What's up, man? How you doing? Welcome in. It's also, say that, it's also time to say hello to our directors of our social media outreach. The one and only Jackie is in the place to be. Jackie, good morning. Good morning. How is everyone doing? Good morning, Jackie. Good morning. Standing. All right. People want to talk to us when we're not here. How can they do that, Jackie? Well, if you need any info about the TJRS Radio Network, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash groups, twitter.com, instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. And if you want to email, do that by going to emailing at the serious side at outlook.com once again serious side at outlook.com stay in touch stay in touch absolutely also Johnny D is in the place to be blessings to him and his family glad that he was able to get through he is the official texter of the TJRS radio network and of the serious side of the J. Round show. 347-850-1272. We'd love to hear from you. Last set. What's up to Momo Beezy in the house? What's up, Mo? Love to hear from you too, girl. Mwah. Love you so much. Love you to pieces, Monique. Glad you guys are here. 347-850-1272. Also to uh, Christine. My God. Oh, wow. A lot of people tuning in. Usually that's... Uh, our live show, but people are listening throughout the week. We're glad that you're doing it as well. We haven't forgot about you. Just reach us at those places that Jackie has instructed you to, and we'll start reading your comments on the air during the week. 
but it's kind of hard when we're not live. But that's okay. As long as you're getting your knowledge, that's what this is all about. All right, it is the Sunday Morning Roundtable. Last but certainly not least, our main man, Mr. Jerome, is on the he is on the deck. He's on deck. Jerome, man, what do we have, sir? What are we talking okay. about? First of all, I'm going to ask you to stop the bed because I need to tell you this. Don't act like what? you did not just play Stevie Nicks during the break when I was talking about <laughs> black people being bilingual. Like, you had all the millennials out there, Steve. And it tells me this. Jay was reliving his childhood or something, but he was crazy that he was diverse. I was oh, singing like too, man. You should have saw me. I was singing, Jerome. I'm not going to lie to you. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I was too. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I know Stevie Nicks wrote Prince went in the studio with Stevie Nicks wrote uh, um, I forgot her hit song that she wrote but it was based off a little red Corvette Stevie Nicks Mm -hmm. back in the days we like her but don't act like we weren't diverse because that was not big jumping off in the black community back in the day that was the greatest song probably play on a Sunday morning Thank you, Jerome. Thank you, Jerome. I appreciate you pointing that out. I'm not, you shouldn't be doing roundtable asking me what's on my mind because that's all I kept thinking. I, I love it. I love it. You better come with ready-made topics. We don't want to do what you're saying. Hey, they collaborated with Prince, though, and you know how we hey. feel about the man around here. Much respect to Stevie Prince. Nick. I like Stevie Nick. So I'm yeah. just saying. Like we, when I made the point about us being bilingual, it's because in a lot of back in the days, that was music for us. Yeah. We go to elevator. Yeah. That might be playing. We go to dentist office. That might be playing. We go to doctor. That song yeah. might be playing. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Jerome. He's Don't playing music. You can't get up the past that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what You're it the is. You the man. All right, Jerome. What are we that talking live about? Live and in but... living color. Music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so I don't know if you guys saw the story, but since the NFL and kneeling and all this stuff, you know, was is in the news, the NFL may be forced to conduct their Hall of Fame induction ceremonies without former enshrinees unless they have an agreement worked out. So 21 Hall huh? of Famers and the widow of Philadelphia Eagles and Green Bay Packers defensive end Reggie White signed a letter addressing NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, um, the NFL Players Association Executive Director, Director um, DeMaurice Smith, and Hall of Fame President C. David Baker, which they demanded health insurance and an annual salary that includes share of the revenues for all members of the Hall of Fame. They said, hey, we the unsigned <laughs> pro, pro Football Hall of Famers were in, in, um, in, integral to the creation of the modern NFL, which in 2017 generated $14 billion in revenue. Damn. And said that when the league enshrined us, uh, the greatest players ever to play the most popular sport, they gave us a gold jacket, a bus, and a ring, and that was it. Now, in their letter, I'm not going to read the rest of it, but in their letter they're saying not only did they receive $14 billion last year, you know sports betting is about to come online, and so they're about to get a yep. whole couple more billions of dollars, and none of that stuff is going to the players. 
So the people who signed it, um, including Hall of Fame um, board chairman Eric Dickerson from the Los Angeles Rams and Indianapolis coach, that led oh, wow. Mark okay. Allen, wow. Mel Blunt, Derek Brooks, wow. Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, Richard Dent, Carl Eller, Marshall Falk, Mike Haynes, Ricky Jackson, Ronnie Lott, Curtis Martin, Joe Namath, John Randall, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, Bruce Smith, um, Jackie Smith, Lawrence Taylor, and Kurt Warner, and also Reggie White's widow. They are not playing. Wow. Ripley. Wow, I did not. I did not hear this. I mean, it's under the radar, and it's interesting that Dion. And you know, listen, I'll give the NFL some credit here because they have their own network. Now, the NFL network, a lot of people may not know, but that's it's actually from the league. The league pays for that. That's that's a network that's coming directly from the league. And when you listen to them, they are critical of the commissioner. I mean, and they let them have their space. So I'm going to give them credit where credit's due because. I've listened to the NFL Network, and they've come down hard on the league. And I'm like, uh, y'all do know that this is a league channel. But, listen, in fairness to the NFL, they let them say what they have to say. And Deion Sanders is on that list. And you know he, uh, you know, he works for, the, for that, him and Kurt, Kurt Warner. So that's uh, – so, so where is this going then? I mean, so, so, so you're Eric, saying that they won't Eric show Dickerson up for – is, is the Hall of Fame board chairman. Yeah, really. Yeah, well, I didn't know that either. I, I thought it was – I did not know that. Wow, interesting. So yeah. so where is this going then? You, you said that there's a possibility that they, there's no Hall of Famers, so are they saying if they don't meet these demands, they're not going to show up for the holiday weekend festivities? Or, well, I mean, yeah. what, what, yeah, what happens here? What's the demand here? Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't want to huh? um, confuse our listeners. They were really clear. They said we are not okay. going to any more ceremonies. All of those guys. Ooh, okay, I missed that part. Former Hall okay, of Famers wow. are not going to attend none of your stuff no more because you in, inducted wow. us into the Hall of Fame, and we don't even have regular health insurance. We don't have nothing from y'all. Really? They said they're not going. The board chairman of the Hall of Fame. So Eric Jefferson is the bravest one out of all of them because he works for them. And so are they going to get rid of him off the, the chairman of the board? Because he's, he's, he's actually... What? They, they can't do that because, I mean, remember, the Pro, the pro Football Hall of Fame, even though it, it, obviously the affiliation is with the NFL because that's really the only pro league out there, but you have people from the Canadian, well, not the only, but the most popular, but you have people from the Canadian Football League and the Pro Football League Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame. So, I mean, the NFL shouldn't really be involved. Well, you know they will, but I, they really shouldn't I have think, any real jurisdiction I, I over that, right? I understand that TV Nicks and you kind of a company man right now. So let me tell you a nice little story. Oh, you. No, you didn't. Wow. Yeah, that's that's no, you for your Mary okay. music statements every time you mention her name when you get smart. So oh, look at him go there too. Well, this guy here is on a roll this morning. Okay, thank you, Jerome. I appreciate it. So, NFL. <laughs> they wrote the letter, the letter to the NFL commissioner and the NFL okay. Players Association because all of those guys are in negotiations every time they put somebody in the Hall of Fame, if they can't get health insurance for all of the players that formerly played, there's a separate pack yeah. of people that the NFL supports, and that's the NFL Hall of Fame. They want you to have the jacket. They want you the football yeah. and stars there. Their marketing totally separate. So they have a separate pool of money that they deal with with Hall of Fame and Hall of Famers. So if the cream of your crop okay. is telling you 
y'all need to cut us into revenue sharing. And they laid it out financially. They didn't just randomly say that. They said, you make X amount of dollars, so that's only three cents per hundred dollars that you make to give us all mm. health insurance. They laid it out financially. Wow. They did their due diligence on this. It's not costing you anything. Three cents. Mm. Three cents per wow. ticket what it will cost to do everybody in that doggone league. Mm. That's so they, great, they were man. clear. Yeah. So I, I don't want to say that like they had some demands and they didn't want to, you know, they weren't clear. They were very clear. I just wanted to get through all of the names of the people who ended up signing that letter because that's important. For those it of is. us who, who watch football to see like Mel Blunt and Carl Ellard and Richard Dent and all those guys in there, you're like, wait a minute, Joe Name? Like, what? what is up with this? It just brings that, it just pops out at you. So we're not, I'm not going to sit here and act like, well, the league, you know, it's a lot of people and they're not responsible. Damn that. They're saying they're responsible and they know more than we do. So they're, they they send them a letter. You can either answer it or not answer it is all I'm saying. I didn't mean to pick on Jay this morning, but I'm just saying, as he's being a neutral arbitrator, um, don't play devil's advocate on this because they were totally in the right. Oh, and by the way, Drew, I'm not saying mind. anything to you at all for the rest of this set. You just do what you want to do. It's your set. You know, I'm going to leave you alone because I see apparently. <laughs> well, you're right, and we're talking about it. You're going to talk about it. No, listen, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I'm serious about that. And, and it's interesting that, uh, you know, and I watch sports, and I didn't hear about this. And, and it's good that, you know, these types of things are brought to light because, you know, Listen, it goes back to I've always had problems with sports leagues in general. I mean, even from, when you look at it from a college, college sports perspective, you know, the bottom line is these kids are putting their life on the line. These men are putting their lives on the line because th- th- there could be long-term damage from all of this. And so for these people to make all this money and not contribute to this, I mean, it's just – it's ridiculous. It, it, it totally right. is. But, see, here's my question. How does the, the Hall of Fame says one thing, but what about some of these other players? I mean, you know, I mean, listen, you know, Randall Cunningham, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he was an intricate part of the success of the league. A lot of African-American quarterbacks grew up watching this guy. So even though he may not be in the Hall of Fame, but he was an influential player, you know, through the annals of league history. What about players who are not, you know, even though I think Randall Cunningham should be in the Hall of Fame, but that's a different topic for a different day on a different show. On a different show. But the bottom line is you have these guys out there who had impact. Michael Vick. You know how many guys, yep. how much money Michael Vick made for that league? He's not going to get into the Hall of Fame. But what about folks like him, Jerome? What about yep. some of those players? No, I, I agree. I agree. They, they are what the Hall of Famers were saying, because they can they cannot get the players' union to get equity like the NBA players' union, so they won't cut them in revenue uh, yeah. sharing either. So, so the guy the guy who's got the name and marquees are standing up, and they're making the point how ridiculous this is. So maybe their concessions might be, well, maybe we won't give you A, B, and C, and D, but we'll give all players something, right? Even if that works, it was good. But you have to know. That when you're negotiating, if the big fish don't complain, the little fish ain't getting nothing. So well, they might have that's true. off of them. 
The NFL and, and tidy when it comes to retirement benefits and all the other stuff are foul. They are, yeah. man. If you think about it, because they did agree that CC, uh, C, it was at CET was um, yeah. was legitimate. Yeah, protocol. But, yeah, but you have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's so much red tape you got to go through to even get the benefits from it to prove yeah. that you got it. And these some of these guys are man, they're, they're near death, and they still deny and them. It's just and crazy. players are committing suicide. Yes. And it's crazy. Right. And so they still, you know, Dorsey Levin, um, who I actually know, Dorsey did a film. Like, I think they did an independent film that he was in about C- uh, um, CTE. Now, Dorsey coming out of high school, um, he, went to, he went to Notre Dame. And when he left, it's when, um, like, I think he took Ricky Waters, but Ricky Waters was, was there when Dorsey went there. And then he went to Georgia Tech. But he also had Division One basketball scholarships, and he said that he wished he would have took his basketball scholarships instead of his football. Hmm. So even when he retired, Dorsey, I mean, he's acting and doing some other stuff now, but Dorsey was another person that was like, I'm out of here. It wasn't worth it for him to just get banged around. I mean, he won Super Bowls and all that other stuff, but those guys know that getting unnecessarily hit like that is causing brain damage, especially on the linemen. They saw that years ago in the old AFC, AFL and whatever before those leagues. They knew the lineman was getting banged up. But you can't mm-hmm. hit your head with not, without padding long enough. You're going to change your mind. I was like, so, Dave, Dave Durson, he was denying players all kind of at um, – uh, money going back to when they when they were saying hey they, this is a real deal and then he ended up killing himself because he had CTE that's just yeah. crazy you I mean it's a legitimate disease man why are they not addressing this and and it's all about greed the NFL yeah. is greedy yeah. as hell they are so you don't make four so you don't make fourteen billion you only make twelve billion help right. your players out this yeah. is crazy to me. I, Greed is killing this country, man. I'll say that over and over again. Oh, no doubt. And to Jay's point, though, if you look at the the um, the college folks, you know, college basketball signs this $5 billion deal with television rights. I guarantee you every player in college basketball, tuition, room and board, is not the value of how much money they bring in if they were getting nope. paid a fair union wage. Right. right, they they can take the money that they're getting paid for playing basketball, pay their college tuition, and have probably something like I don't know, eight hundred thousand dollars a year left over. <laughs> right, they can pay for yeah. all of their schooling in one year with the revenue that they bring in just for being on the basketball team. And so don't tell anybody, well, they're getting an education. That's just stupid. They're getting those well, kids are getting rich. Yeah, and then the football that, that, players. That's always the argument. You know, they, if you get hurt in college, that they don't pay your medical bills? Oh, no. Your parents got to have your medical yeah. Yeah. benefits in college. So yeah. you got to be that's there. Correct. But I also think that – I think that's the rule, but I also think that there are some colleges – I remember what happened to the young man that played for Mississippi State. Uh, Chucky, I can't remember his last name. Uh, he got hurt. And in the University of Mississippi – I'm sorry, Old Miss – uh, they did the right thing uh, when it came to him, but but you're right though. I mean, it's not something that 
that's normally, you know, covered. But you know, look, no, no, no. So, they were, so for they those of you all, okay. Because I remember signing my. No, stuff. no, 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 no. Sports. No, no, I, I agree with you on that, but I'm saying that there's some specials because with with that with that young man uh, uh, from Ole Miss, no, the school took care of him all the way up until he passed away. I mean, so the school did okay. do the right thing for him. Okay. But I'm just saying you're right. As a norm, that's not how it works. And, you know, and so, but I'm already starting to read some of these comments. I'm, t- I'm not going to read them on the air, but basically some of these folks are saying, oh, well, you know, they, they make all this money. And, uh, you know, so what? So if you went on your job and your job had its unsafe, why do you think OSHA and HIPAA and all of these rules are in place? You right. know, Americans seem to think that because, you know, you, oh, well, they make millions and millions of dollars, these people shouldn't be afforded the same protections that they get every day when they go to work. I mean, the bottom okay. line is because you make millions of dollars doesn't necessarily mean you need to be a freaking vegetable for the rest of your life. Go ahead. Go ahead, Trump. Republicans did a good job of demonizing unions. That's all I yes. can tell you. Because for any, yes. anybody to make a stupid comment about how much money somebody's make to oppose to their house, that's like saying I work in a coal mine, but at least I have a job. Right? My yeah. lungs are not that, you know, I, I could give them up as long as I make minimum wage. Like, that's just stupid. So during the, the, that whole marketing on the, on the Republican conservative side about we don't need companies need to be able to invest in equipment and not they people, that was just stupid. So we're now desensitized to everything. When it comes down to um, when it comes down to worker safety and the the salaries of CEOs being astronomical now, and they just say, "Well, go work at McDonald's if you need a job." They, we have no regard for individuals in here. Our humanity sucks, as far as that concerns. And that's, it, that's it from them. Yep, that's from them bashing unions like they don't have no sense. Like they don't understand. That the forty-hour work week comes because of unions. You right? weekends there's off. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of workplace safety stuff. You know, you're talking OSHA and all that stuff. It's because people had unions. And they don't you get know? it. Yeah. They don't get it. I, I don't. I don't get it either. And it, and they don't care to to put forth the effort to bring unions back because Ronald Reagan destroyed the unions. And they they yeah. said once he destroyed the unions. They don't ever want to bring him back. So when anybody tells me what a great president Ronald Reagan is, you're full of crap. And because they did it for political purpose. Yep. Right? That's the only thing that yeah. they didn't like yep. doing for that unions voted Democrats because they were smarter. Yeah. I'll put that out there. <laughs> that was their yeah, whole you're right about that. You're right about that. We heard from uh, Johnny D. Uh, he made a comment on... Uh, he made a, uh, a comment on uh, the topic of the roundtable. And so this is something that we, we won't be able to talk about today, but I do think I want to talk about this next week because, matter of fact, I was thinking something along these lines anyway. But he says, if not Trump, then who? Although it's a challenge to lead a conversation utilizing the text format, it is my hope It is my hope the, contrib- the contributors will carry the discussion. As the political scope begins to shape itself, what candidates will emerge from the Democratic-slash-Independent Party who will challenge Trump and Pence? In a recent article, the following names were being discussed as potential candidates. John Kerry, Richard Blumenthal, Steve Bullock, uh, Lyndon, Lincoln, Lincoln Chaffee, Tammy Duckworth, Caroline Kennedy, Mark Warren, Elizabeth Warren. I, I want to have this conversation, though, 
because I was thinking about that too. Not only do I want to talk about, okay, so what are we going to do in 2020, but I also want to talk about, you know, who would be the next black president? You know that we will probably see during our lifetime because I remember we used to say, "Oh, that'll never happen," and then all of a sudden, you know, Mr. Elias, we tell the story all the time how our our uh, our auto mechanics uh, shop teacher laughed at us, Mr. Guzman, when he when we said something about mm-hmm. a black president. He said, "You'll never see that in your lifetime," and I was believing him up until you know 2007. So I want to have that conversation. So we're gonna talk. We're, we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he's dead. He's, he's, well, he's dead. <laughs> he's probably rolling over in hell right now, like, Durr! you know, I mean, but Mr. Goose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's like, but really y'all love to hear about this. Yo, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Hey, rub it in your face. In your face. But, uh, but, but yeah, I want to table way. this topic because I want to talk about it next week. I definitely want to have a, we're going to dedicate a full segment to this because I think it's important. And it's time for us to start shifting our conversations that way. Now, when we talk about uh, Democratic challenges, I'm hoping that that would not be an issue because I'm hoping that the Trump-Pence ticket will be gone. But, you know, there's no way they can get rid of both of them. And a lot of people are saying, you know what, Pence is worse because this guy is smart enough to know how to maneuver around a lot of things. We may not want that guy uh, in place, so maybe we should just he was you know, keep this dump going. Well, you know, but a lot of people are saying that. Amarosa, remember that one scene when she was on Big Brother Europe and she said that uh, Pence, she said he's worse. I, I, I don't mean, doubt it. You know, so we, I don't, he is we're in horrible. a bad spot. He's a snake in the grass. He's and he had the same issue with emails that Hillary Clinton had, but he's hiding that crap. He's Pence is horrible. But, but Pence, Pence is another one. If you if you see Jeff Sessions jump camp, if Jeff Sessions actually. Um, um, works with Bob Mueller. He's gonna throw Pence butt under the bus. Cause they all were in. They all knew. They all lied together. So you don't have to worry about Pence ever getting elected. Pence want to kill Trump to get him up out of there so that he could become president because he can't never run a, a, a nationwide campaign to win. Pence knew that. So that's why he he quickly jumped on that ticket when they called him because he said God called him to be president. He knew we could never get elected. So I would be, I'd watch out for Pence. But like I said, if Pence gets there, if there's a Democratic House and Senate, they will stifle him like they did Obama for two years. But they won't get, you know, impeachment takes a long time. So even if they were trying to impeach him, yeah. it, it's at least, I think it was like two years for Nixon. You know it'll be yeah. the hearings and filibuster kind of yeah. stuff actually impeach him. Yeah, so yeah, it would yeah. just it would be just before the 2000, 2020 election. It yeah, would be it, sure it would be. It'd be a, it's yeah. a trip. So, so we'll table that, Johnny. D, thank you, thank you for making my life easier uh, next week. So that's one less topic we have to come up with. So we'll we'll table this one and we'll have this conversation next week because I think it's an important conversation and I want to give it more than five minutes. All right, coming up next uh, is Chatterbox. Interesting comments. I won't read some of the more. Um, I won't read them because we won't have time. And on a need-to-know basis, all that's coming up next right here on the serious side. But now it's time for another NPR News update. We'll see you on the other side. 
A 1,200-page bill to reauthorize the Federal Aviation Administration has been unveiled. The bill would extend federal aviation programs for five years. It includes a provision that would set minimum dimensions for passenger seats. Republican and Democratic leaders agreed to the legislation early Saturday. Congress faces an end-of-the-month deadline to keep the FAA running. Congressman Paul Gosar, a staunch conservative, is seeking a fifth term representing Arizona's 4th District. But as NPR's Amy Held reports, report from an unexpected source. David Brill's campaign has just released a new ad. Paul Gosar, the congressman, isn't doing anything to help rural America. Paul's absolutely not working for his district. Nothing unusual for a political campaign. The twist? That was Grace and David Gosar. In all, six of Paul Gosar's siblings are seen criticizing their brother and endorsing Brill. It's horrible to have to do this. Jennifer Gosar says they want to clear their family's name. Last year, seven of Paul Gosar's siblings spoke out against him after he suggested the white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, was orchestrated by the left to discredit the right. Amy Held, NPR News. Golf Tiger Woods is seeking to cap his season with a victory. He's in the lead heading into today's final round at the Tour Championship in Atlanta. Woods has not won a tournament in five years since the Bridgestone Invitational in August of 2013. A victory today would be his 80th on the PGA Tour. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. Time for Chatterbox, final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and from social media. And Mr. Elias, man, so I know that we had some issues with the chat room, uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure you got something out of there. What did you, what did you, uh, get? Yeah. Did you find anything in that chat room? I got Covina, man. He said expect okay. the 2nd or the 3rd of October surprises by Trump and the Russians. Look for some type of black athletes. Uh... And he said MS-13 and some some firings of the FBI, etc. He said look for that on October 2nd or 3rd. That's all I got. Look at uh, look at uh, look at look at Kavina becoming a political uh, analyst. All right, well we'll take a look at forward, uh, Kavina. Look at you. All right, let me reach out. Uh, Pastor Stephen Jones from Richmond, Texas. First blessings to the D family. Uh, I'm glad that he and his family are okay. Jerome is right. This show is necessary and is a true representation of our community. Well, thank you, Pastor. Uh, Mick from Port Arthur, Texas. Port Arthur, Texas. That's, uh, wow, that's down there. Wow, okay, all right. That's Great show as always. Do you really? Yeah. Wow, Port Arthur, Texas. Okay. Great show as always. Not sure if O'Rourke will win, but this is a step in the right direction. Okay. Uh, Thomas from Portland, Oregon I am glad that Kavina Man has accepted my challenge For the record I have not missed a show in the past 12 months I love this show And I agree with Mr. Elias about The Kavanaugh vote He is going to be confirmed Agent Orange has appointed more federal judges Than any other president Um, Marianna Music checked in Hi guys Photo shoot is going well Oh, that's right. She's in Europe. Uh, we'll send pics once I'm done. Going to bed. Great show as usual. And Kevin, the Democrat from Phoenix, is once again 
This show is the best thing out there. Well, thank you, Kevin, as well. We'll take the opportunity to pat ourselves on the back. But now, you know what time it is if you listen to My this show. Part. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. All right, folks, it is me and Mr. Elias's favorite part of the show. It's time for On the Need to Know Basis with our main man, Mr. Jerome Spring. Man, what do you have on the docket this morning, sir? You know, I want to start off with something I missed last week. You know, it was 55 years ago on September 15th that the four little girls died in that church bombing. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. We usually do something on that. I feel bad about that. You got to do a better job. Wow. No, you know, nobody ever, you know, we don't, we point, we point stuff out. But the thing that changes the the culture, the soul of anything, is when little kids get hurt. Generally, although people can't listen to Calumbine and all of that stuff, we do. So, four little girls um, on September fifteenth, the church bombing happened. All right. Now, there's a record-breaking indoor ski resort set to open in China, and it features like an Olympic standard slope. Plus a few hotels. It's called the uh, Winastar um, Shanghai. And it has hotels, restaurants, 25 snowplay attractions for non skiers. I don't know what that means, snowplay. But, um, <laughs> and it has three indoor ski floats. Probably. It's they have, but they have 25 of them. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hey, yeah, since we're, we talked about the Kavanaugh stuff, I'm going to move on from that story. Now, here's the thing. The airlines that um, make the most money from those sneaky add-ons, those carriers have been revealed this week. So, yeah, you know, in 2017, United Airlines made $5.75 billion dollars. Just in those upgrade your leg room. Here's some extra bag stuff. Remember they were supposed oh, to be using that. Oh, really? See, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. You know, see, that's why the NFL so, players. So, so wait a minute. So, so, so Jerome, but, you're saying they will charge you for extra leg leg room? Oh yeah, some airlines do. Yeah, Delta. You can call wow. and have what. Like when they book you now, um, you can choose your seat seat for extra ten dollars if you want to sit next to somebody or. You can get the seats to have more leg room, and that's probably an extra twenty-five dollars. Wow! They strategically sit you, and uh, or when you get to the airport, they will assign your seat. But you can pick them, so they block off some seats so that you can pick them if you want to pay a little extra money. That's why I like Southwest. Oh, oh. I run to the I run to the uh, to the emergency row extra seat. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but it counts. It, it includes all. Of, I know. It includes all of their ancillary. So even if you buy a drink on there, so any um, additional charges. So United made four, um, five point seven five billion, followed by Delta, who made wow. five four billion. American made five point three billion. Southwest made three point one billion. In mm. Ryanair. Southwest. I thought they didn't. I thought they didn't charge you for for baggage and all that stuff. 
Yeah, but, uh, you know, for any accent, they were saying for any add-on. So whether it's check baggage, seat selection, you know, because people will upgrade. Okay. Well, so, with the seat selection, I can tell you how they made it because what you could do is seat selection, and for Southwest, you got to pay the early bird special. See? So that's like 14, uh, okay. uh, 14 you know, extra dollars each way. So, yeah. Yeah, so they, they, that's why they didn't make as much as everybody else, because they don't yeah. do it on bags and everything else. But they just still made $1.3 billion. And this was supposed to offset their cost, the fuel cost, when the fuel prices was up 10 years ago. But they will not right. charge it because they started making money. Mm. It's like, now that they made money, I can't, I can't stop. You're right about that. I can't, you know, that's what capitalism is. Can't stop, yeah, won't you, stop. Hashtag. That you're willing to pay for. <laughs> yeah. Um, McDonald's announced last week that it was debuting its new version of its beloved apple pie. They said now they're made with sliced apples instead of diced apples. If that's a big difference, and they have more cinnamon. So they've been getting lit up online with people complaining, but I haven't had a McDonald's apple pie in years, so. Really? Um, Neither have I. I love them as kids, though, but I haven't had one pretty yeah. much since I've been grown. I remember eating them as kids, but, um, I, yeah, I didn't mess with them mm. too much. Now, there's a historic 50% drop in new heroin users in the U.S. I don't know how they did this survey. But they said half as many started using last year, but more used meth, marijuana, and coke, according to this new um, report. They said the number of heroin users fell significantly from 2016 to 17, according to the National Survey on Drug Use and Health. But experts caution that we are still in the thick of an addiction crisis. Now, how do you poll new heroin users? Like, did it really just be like, are you new to this? I don't know. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, hey, don't ask me. I'm just saying, I'm just, I don't do the news story. Wow. <laughs> no. oh, okay. They didn't specify inside the story, Jay. I have no knowledge. Oh, okay. Of that. Got it. Now, oh, we talk about new weed use, although I don't do that either. <laughs> we can, you can ask me to tell us about that. Nobody. I would know somebody that can survey, is all I'm saying. Hey, 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 oh, okay. I, no, I, I, I ain't call out no names. I'm just, I'm just saying. Hey, I did. I'm good I, with it. I'm good with the okay, weed. Give me cool. a couple of oh, minutes. I'm going to be real good with it. Well, well speak, speaking of that, speaking of that, you know, nearly 4 million, 4 million U.S. teens, they said vape cannabis. That's according to the CDC. And they said uh, it's their first report on how teenagers and e-cigarettes and cannabis um, – how they're interacting with it, I guess. And they said the data suggests that the device may be making it easier for kids to, to consume cannabis um, early on. Mm. Wow. Drug behavior is what they're saying. I was watching Friday last night, and Smokey said it's from the earth, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's scientific. It was on TV last so night. What, what, what did you say? <laughs> It, it, it was it was Smokey on Friday that said weed is from the earth, so it's natural. <laughs> That's not scientific. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I saw that. Like, okay, now, <laughs> now a Tennessee nurse, um, Patricia Tellis, who's 61, had been suspended for writing herself 104 prescriptions. That's 10,000 opioids over three years. Good she used Damn. <laughs> wow. She used a pre-signed prescription pad to give herself oxycodone and <laughs> soma. I don't know what that is, but hey, she had ten thousand opioids over three years. Damn, she was getting it in. I tried to go back and say, you know what? Let's see what she's been she's been using. 
And why didn't they stop that at about a year and a half? Mm. Just me. Really? All right. Now, West Virginia, as we all know, is the least diverse state in the U.S., according to a, na- a new nationwide analysis of racial no. inequity. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's shocking. The it mountain is. State, yeah. They, they said they had the worst tourism nation for socioeconomic and cultural diversity and low um, scores on religion and political diversity. Well, well, well. Yeah, according to the Fence, by 2044, the U.S. will no longer have one ethnic minority, currently white people. I didn't say that. That's what they have in parentheses. And will only um, continue to grow in diversity. So according to the census, census, the most diverse states are, we'll start from 10, Illinois, Nevada, Florida, Maryland, New Mexico, New York, New Jersey, Hawaii. Number two is Texas. And number one is California. Wow. Yep. Oh, but the least diverse, we know number one is West Virginia, but it goes number five is Kentucky, Montana, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, and Kentucky. Oh, and, hmm. and West Virginia. So isn't that interesting? Like New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine up north. But <laughs> really, they're the least diverse. And, and I can tell you, nothing's up there. Although Whoopi Goldberg, I think, lives in Maine. Um, there ain't nothing up there. Or New Hampshire, one of the two. So, it's hmm. a little bit of geography. New Hampshire, Vermont. It, there was some unincorporated space in between New York State, and they formed their own. It, it was initially a part of New York State, and they formed um, New Hampshire. I mean, Vermont from that. All right. Hmm. I mean to give geography um, today. But Coca-Cola... It said to be close to a deal that would see its infused cans of soft drink with cannabis. I knew there was another marijuana story I had today. The wow. And <laughs> to be in serious discussions with a cannabis producer in Canada. And they want to take a, a slice of that marijuana market. So this firm, uh, Aurora Cannabis, um, could have infused Coca-Cola. No. Imagine out of all the companies, cocaine, Coca-Cola, and then they took cocaine out, and now they put marijuana in. Whole nother story. Mm. But they're just saying that it would release health benefits <laughs> such as inflammation, pain, and cramping. Yeah. Man, you know, I've been having a lot of cramps lately, man, on my leg. Yeah, you know man. what? Wow. wow. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I just should say that. I don't have much. Stop it. Yeah. But any, like, if you have any, any headaches, inflammation, you know, my big throat, my big toe is throbbing. I'm going to have to get me a can of soda. Oh, a green can. They're not using the red well. can. Oh, by the way, Canada is set to legalize recreational use of marijuana for the country next month. That's what I'm talking about, man. Progressive See? thinking. That's what I'm talking about. Canada. Yeah. I, if I knew they, if I knew, if, uh, if I knew their national anthem, I would tell you how to put it on the board. And play old Canada every time we did a weed story. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to Canada. There you now, go. Ryan Coogler, who directed Black Panther, directed Creed, you know, did all of these big movies. There, um, he's directing Space Jam Two, starring LeBron James. He's going to produce it. Mm. So I didn't watch Space Jam One, but Space Jam Two, Ryan. Oh Coogler please, I did. 
You said you did? That should be good. Okay. Oh, of course, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, that's right. I forgot Michael Jordan. I've only seen oh, you the um, know my theme kids song. Hey, I've only yeah, seen I the theme it too. You, you watch it? Yeah, I watch Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually listened to the... Um, to the YouTube video with um, Method Man and and mm-hmm. LL and those guys, there's a bad, it's a bad cut. That's the name for the page, Method Man. All right, wow. Yeah, I'm just saying. All right, former ESPN anchor Jamel Hill is going to narrate narrate LeBron James basketball demo, um, um, documentary. Shut up and dribble. So yeah, I heard the, that. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. nice. I like that. I like she that. recently got her nice. buyout, and now she's. They're, they're at least keeping her in the mix, so shout out to them for making that happen. And the Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable NFL franchise, according to Forbes annual list, again, after getting a... Uh, wait, how much would you think... Okay, let's let's play a little game. LES and Jay. How much do you think Dallas Cowboys are worth? Hmm. I know they're in the billions. I'm not sure how much. I know they're in the billions. They, they're up there. Uh, so I was going to say about maybe $5 billion. Okay, Jay. How much would you say? Uh, I'm not going to say five billion. I'll say two billion or a billion. No, nope. they're, they're they're there, but I don't think they're five. Uh huh. What are yep. they? Yep. Les hit it on the head. Five billion. Yeah, the New England Patriots. No, yeah, I didn't. New England Patriots are second, and they're ranked um, um, three point eight billion. New England Patriots. Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, um, I forgot Alan and, Russell was about to release the um, NFL N-word. losing money. What uh-huh. you say, Jerome? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Said, the NFL act like they're losing money, and like I said, the Hall of Famers are suing them because they sit, they're sitting on money, and the Cowboys wow. act like they don't want to kneel, although they're worth five billion dollars. They act like they can't take a hit off of that. Mm. They don't want to. They're so, the greatest um, in the country, man. They sure are. You know, the New York Times went on to print this embarrassing mistake um, for the Emmy coverage last week. They captioned Angela Bassett and said that it was Omarosa. Now, see, I don't forgive the New York Times because I'm saying if y'all don't have black people on y'all staff by now, I don't, I don't know what to say about the fact that they keep doing that. All black people look alike kind of thing to them, but they yeah. get over that. I'm just gonna put mm. that out. Get, get over it. Didn't they do something no, like that with Samuel L. Jackson a while back? I don't know if it was the New York Times, but remember they said something about the guy that did the Visa commercials and Samuel L. Jackson kind of went off. I can't remember. Oh yeah. I don't know if you yeah. guys remember that story. Remember that? Yeah, that would have I do remember that. They did that with Aretha Franklin. Fox did it with Aretha Franklin. Oh, that's right. When they put Patty LaBelle mean? or Gladys they Knight. They put Patty LaBelle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. When Aretha Franklin died, they put Patty LaBelle on. Yep. Now, now, the Root.com did this really funny story because it's a twist on the fact that white folks keep feeling the need to call the police on black people. So their story said a brave Delta airline employee is being um, hailed for alerting authorities to a case of felony cultural appropriation when a black woman disrespected her heritage of white women everywhere by asking to speak to a manager. The white woman called airport security because she asked to speak to her manager. So the root kind of tried to make a funny uh, joke out of it by saying, I'm sorry for offending white folks to ask for your manager. She felt some <laughs> kind of way about that. They call, it, they call police on black people for anything. Anything. You ain't kidding. 
<laughs> now, um, the WNBA Seattle Storm will refuse an invitation to go to the White House to commemorate Good. their win. So yes. the veteran point guard, Sue Bird, confirmed that um, the team had no interest in going after they won against the Washington Mystics. This That's is, good. This, Trump's going to spaz out, but he, he might take a shot at them. But he has it so far because he got Mueller stuff on his mind. <laughs> so he's like, I can't, I can't be concerned. <laughs> got Mueller on the brain, got Mueller on the brain. <laughs> exactly. Like, he's like, where's Flynn at? We're metaphors. So, uh, <laughs> now retired the retired admiral who oversaw the um, raid that killed Osama bin Laden left the Pentagon's board after claiming that Trump Trump's treatment of CIA Director Don Brennan humiliated the United States. So William McRaven, the admiral who oversaw that that raid, resigned from the Defense Department's um, advisory. Days after uh, he sent a letter to Trump, uh, well, sorry, days after a letter of Trump criticizing him with, appeared in the um, Washington Post. So McRaven is gone. Yep. They're losing generals. Yep. Remember, remember that. you kept saying that? Um, the generals love me. Yep. Yeah. See how that goes. No, they don't. Now, yeah. Tom Arnold, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Tom Arnold, he, he said that. Um, he went to the LAPD, the police station, after saying that the executive producer of The Apprentice, Mark Burnett, Burnett tried to murder him. So he, they were at the Emmy party this week, and after, you know, tried to secure the racist um, Trump tapes. And Arnold said that he has the, the tapes that, of um, Trump saying the N-word, and Mark Burnett is um, obviously trying to get at him because Mark Burnett owns them. You know, his production company owns them. So he mm. filed a report in West Hollywood at the Los Angeles Police Department station and filed a report against Mark Burnett saying that he tried to kill him. Wow. Damn. I know Mark Burnett ain't going to like Another day. Yeah, another day, man. Yeah, yeah. Just just saying. Just, Mark Burnett is, is still like in the world we need Trump. to cover him. Another wow. another day in, in the land of Trump. There it is, man. All right, we have time for two more, Jerome. Give us two good ones, man, on the way out the door. Oh, you know, see, that that messed me up on my Emmy stuff, but did you guys see the um, Emmy um, host, Michael Che, who, who is on Saturday Night Live? He handed out the Emmy yeah. to um, black television stars, and he dubbed it the Reparation Emmys. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you got to see. You have to see the YouTube. So he goes through, and he gives Marla Gibbs hers for starring as Florence on the Jeffersons. And then he gives one to Jimmy Walker <laughs> for good times. And Kadeem Hardison as Dwayne Wayne, for, Dwayne Wayne for A Different World. John Weatherspoon <laughs> for the Wayans Brothers. Lil White for playing Steve Urkel in Family Matters. And Tracina Arno. Um, for playing on Martin and everybody hates Chris, but it was actually a pretty funny skit that he gave out um, reparation Emmys while he was at it. I'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah, All right, man. Yeah. One so more, I, man. What I, do you have? All right. So here's the thing: Heinz Ketchup, the Heinz Company, is set to bring out what's called Mayo Chup. It's a hybrid sauce 
to the UK because they voted in favor of this in a Twitter poll that they're going to mix pre-made ketchup and mayonnaise. Now, I don't know what dressing is, but yeah. I'm thinking they did this before. <laughs> People will try anything, but yeah. it's mayo chuck, mayonnaise, and ketchup. Good luck with that. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to see yeah, you no more. <laughs> wow, thank you very much for that one. All right, and on that note, <laughs> I didn't want to leave a bad taste in your mouth. No. I you give did. you one more. It's time for final thoughts, and the man who has had the mic for the last 25 minutes has it again, Mr. Dromish Free Man. Final thoughts. Okay, my final thought. I'll just leave you with a news story. There is a serial squatter who was convicted two, 20 times and sentenced to six years in prison because they keep written houses under false names and never paying. <laughs> Heather Ann Swab, if you know her in Denver, anywhere in Colorado, don't let that woman in your house. That's my public service announcement. Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're 90 seconds out. The man who gets the first and last word on the serious side, the one and only Mr. Elias, man, final thoughts. Look, folks, just get out and vote. That's just my final thoughts. Get out and vote. You see what you got now. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have anything to say. Absolutely. My final thoughts are quick, but I'm glad that Johnny D and his family is okay. My boy Bruce Black and his family is okay. Love those guys and my brothers from another mother. Just wish you guys well. I'm just blessed and honored that you guys are back in my life. I love it. And on that note, Mr. LES. If it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Keep the comments coming, folks. Our hands are getting bigger and bigger every day. So for Vanessa, for Jackie, for Jerome, for Mr. Elias, I'm Jay Rao saying have a great work week. And remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is a serious side. Of course, my boy Johnny D as well. See you next week, guys. Love you. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.